Welcome to Spiritually Clatch It. It's a safe place for the real ones to relate. We woke, but with the shits. The epitome of classy, bougie, and ratchet. We pray, turn up, focus on self-care, and more. Living in luxury and abundance, connecting with our soul tribe. This is Spiritually Clatch It, the podcast. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Hello in there. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Spiritually Clatch It, the podcast. Did you miss us? We're so happy you're here. We are back. (laughs) Yes, we are back like we never left. What is new with everybody? I'm going to start with you, Pootie. I'm just getting ready for my birthday. It's quickly approaching and I'm ready. I've been walking the dog a lot lately, trying to, you know, I don't know what I was trying to do, because I just ate beef fatty, but, yeah, I got goals in my mind <laughs> for how I want to look, so that's what's new with me. What about you, MGZ? Uh, nothing much, just, you know, recovering from my trip. <laughs> Our trip. Recovering. <laughs> recovering. Yeah, first I can't of, hang. Yeah, like was, I think I can. We you was, can't hang. We I was, cannot. We oh, out a lot. So we need to have a discussion. Okay. <laughs> this is good. We're good to know. I can't. I can't hang. We had to have a discussion. It's not true that she can't hang because she hung. It's just not that we back. Ooh, <laughs> recovering. But I mean, I know how others. Okay. She well, hung. <laughs> <laughs> she hung know. just fine. <laughs> yes. How did you enjoy your first trip to New Orleans, though? It was amazing. It was amazing. Glad I was able to do some things and right. hang a little bit. So yeah, we had fun. I'm about to say, how was... about what about what was your take? How, how, how you been? What's new with you, boo? Well, you know, I was just in New Orleans, and every time I go to that city, my my everything is just elevated. My spirits, my mood, my smile. I'm always smiling. So I guess I was just radiating this like supreme moon goddess energy and my milkshake was bringing all the boys to the yard Ew, let me tell sin. you what type? <laughs> all of them i was like what type of milk like um, all milk. of it my milk <laughs> my milkshake it. mommy's milk <laughs> exactly <laughs> nana's milk yeah. Listen, I like it. Every corner. Y'all get me more excited for a week ago. Just, it was like, <laughs> niggas just coming out of everywhere. I'm on, and know. I was, in true me fashion, kind of oblivious at first. And then I was I about like, to say at first? Okay. No, no. You be knowing. No, like, but. the first couple of hours at first. Like the very first night I that we went out on her, bourbon. I was like, friend, no. She's like, the white guy was like, this you're so normal. amazing or so awesome or something like that. I was like, he said that? I was like, she's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally missed that. But you know how you've been on bourbon before. It, anything goes. It's, I don't remember, but. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I kind of remember. Yeah. I remember that. Smiling faces and friends all over. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, but yeah, New, uh, New Orleans was amazing. We got to go to the Whitney Plantation and just see some really awesome things about history. We did a little swamp ride. We did a lot of little fun things, so that was cool. Things that I have never done in the city. Tried some new restaurants. Had some drinks. It was good. It was fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it. Let's continue on with this show. What is our word for the week? Wow. 
Today the word is gasconade. Yes, I said it. <laughs> gasconade. It is spelled G-A-S-C-O-N-A-D-E. Gasconade is a noun, which means extravagantly boasting. Oh, oh. gasconade. Gasconade. <laughs> let's see. Let's use gasconade in a sentence. Mm. He was trying to convince me to give up the draws, so he continued to gasconade about his member. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just see the queen in Bridgerton. <laughs> When I hear the word gasconade, I don't know. <laughs> her fucking little giggle that she got. Um, gasconade, mm. boasting extravagantly. I feel like the further along I grow in my life, the more I gasconade in the streets of the world. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna come back. Uh, We're not be surprises. Gatorade. Oh, quench your thirst. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. All right, well then we can drink some tea because I got some for y'all. What is it? All right, so first things first. I just I put this in our little thread already about this link with Nene leaks. Oh yeah, they're fucking. Is that really a thing? So apparently in the state of North Carolina, it's legal to sue either your partner or your partner's uh partner in adultery Mm -hmm. for loss of affection, was it called? Mm. And a few other things regarding the union of marriage. So is this like if you live there or if your marriage certificate is there? I need to know these things. I'm guessing <laughs> it's the marriage certificate because it that's just said if you are still married. Yeah, they're still married so and they weren't legally separated. You can sue that but gotcha. she's suing for lack of affection. Loss of affection. Like right. that's the main part of she the lawsuit. So she's claiming I that. I would never have to still sue for anybody for that. She's basically. <laughs> It's sad, but I guess is she it? feel like if I can't get nothing from him, then I'm going to get something from her. That is quite pathetic. Sorry. It, yeah, it's really sad, but um, the lady's name is Malomine Temesio, and she is suing, claiming that Nini started dating her man who just goes by Sela, but it's Mioni Sela or something like that. But when they started the dating, they were still married, and she was not aware of the relationship. She's stating that Nini... They were still married? Mm-hmm, they were still married, and she was unaware that he and Nini was fooling around, basically. She alleges that Nini caused her marriage to collapse, and she was humili- humiliated publicly when Nini posted her husband online. She claims she suffered emotional distress, mental anguish, and loss of affection. So, apparently it's seven states. North Carolina is just one of them. Worse. Where a person can sue a spouse's extramarital partner for alienation of affection. They do that here? I mean, I don't know. But, then you know, that's either. a Google search. <laughs> um, she's that's suing for more than 100K <laughs> for stealing somebody's husband. So, I but I want to know if Nene knew. 
Well, in the famous words of Nene Leakes, close your legs to marry men. That's very, very true. That's what That's she had one. said out of her own mouth when she was trying to shave whoever that was who was entangled with somebody's husband or possible husband or whatever. Whatever the story was, it wasn't enough for Nene to be like, oh, there's a reason. So, what's the reason here? Reason. What was the reason? What's the reason here? You know what I'm saying? So, mm. I feel like if you took it upon yourself to... Damn, I should have sued that hoe. It's legal in Georgia too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Now you know. She ain't had no money. The more you know. Next time, y'all bitches better watch out. I'll take all your wigs or something. That bitch. part. <laughs> that Corolla will be mine. They get good gas mileage. Hmm. <laughs> Free car for the kids. That part. <laughs> but, yeah. So, yep. She's being sued. And she hasn't really said anything other than, like, that's not true. I wasn't under the impression that he was married, but... She kept it real light and kind of no comment. That's not true. And it wasn't even like that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That's what they all say. Right. So next. Have either one of you seen this video? Nope. <laughs> of King. I scrolled right past it. I just knew it was some foolishness. Showing out at the Waffle House on these people. So, of course, because I wanted to talk about it, I had to watch it. Yeah. And it was... Just really entitled and really rude and really just like you need your ass whooped, you Who know. Is this? King, King. Ti's youngest son. Oh, he's now seventeen years old. Okay, they grow so fast. Maybe, maybe he eighteen, whatever. But he goes in the Waffle House and he's on live, uh-huh. and he basically is like being real argumentative about the people because something was wrong with his order. They put pickles on his food or something like that. And the video clip that I saw apparently was one much longer. But the clip that I saw, it basically starts off with him telling him like, oh yeah, nigga, I make, you know, I got your whole your whole salary in my pocket right now. Just doing all this like rah, 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 talking to the man. You know, come outside, bitchy. I'll be here after you get off work. Just all this. But you got his whole salary in your pocket. How you got time to stay after somebody's job? Just do something. He's sitting there saying just all kind of just stupid stuff. And he's being very antagonistic to the point where the dude was like, I jump over this kind on your ass for real. You know, and they holding him back. And he was like, yeah, because you need this job. You know, like just being real rude and nasty. And, of course, the internet got wind of it, and people had a lot to say. So, his father, T.I., who's apparently doing damage control or something, comes on his live and says, and I quote, Yeah, I talked to him. Me and his uncles talked to him. And I am just perplexed. By his necessity to argue with a short order cook. Mm. So you just keep downplaying the situation and you gaslighting this person's experience. He's like the same way he did it. You're arguing with the the help. Pretty much. 
you better than that. He he basically said, and I'm paraphrasing this, I'm trying to tell him when people at a certain place in their life and, you know, they ain't happy because they ain't doing nothing, they ain't making no moves and they see you and they see you shining. They gonna want to bring you down, Uh, you know what I'm saying? And, and you don't have time to be engaging with those type of people. Like, not you need to check yourself because you out here being rude for what? There was no, like, I didn't teach my son to be like that. There was no, like, I'm surprised he would even be show up in the streets and be disrespectful like this. There was no... Who we talking about? Ex- but, oh, but but exactly. This is the same people who talk bad about the, the people who've been in their life helping them, working under them for the longest. Oh, why you got to help flying first class and shit like that? Like, if this person has been in your wife's life and been a, a part of her team for a surplus of 10 years and you're referring to her as the help, when she's referring to her as her best friend, like, it's a major level of disrespect. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, he disrespects his wife. Definitely. Regularly. He disrespects women. He disrespects his own daughter. Yeah. Talking about I go to her fucking uh, OBGYN appointments to make sure her hymen is still intact. Like, what the fuck? What type of extra predatory shit is that? And this is the same person who's accused of sex trafficking and having people in his house against their will. And again, I know the lady who was who went live to make those accusations. And she's very much an activist before she even started saying his name. She's very much had a nonprofit dealing with sex trafficking already. Like it's something that's true to her. She's had personal experiences with it. So you know, it just doesn't surprise me that his son is showing up in the world like this and then on top of that that's what he has to say in response to what he's done yeah no i don't know nothing about any accusations but i know he's definitely been been consistently disrespectful (laughs) just in all the comments he makes like you said about women Mm -hmm. especially the women in his in his family so I, it's disappointing because he has a huge platform and is a huge influence mm-hmm. on a lot of the men we interact with regularly. And it's like, so that's really what you stand for. It's yeah. really horrible. It yeah. just makes you wonder, like, but you have daughters, so you don't, the same way you show up in the world, especially when you have children, is the same way your children are more than likely allowed to show up in the world. So if you're not excusing his behavior, letting him know, like, even if you do feel differently about it, I don't know. That's that's a teachable moment right there. And his response just leads me to believe that that's not a teachable moment for them. His response leads me to believe that he already taught him who and what to be. So it's saying, and he's surprised that he would not even, he's perplexed by his necessity. Like, that don't even fucking make sense. I'm perplexed by his necessity to argue, like, with the short order cook. That's what he's surprised at. Not the fact that that you're arguing with a peon. Right. And you think it's okay on his salary. Like, what the fuck they got to do? Talk about meet me outside. Like, you, you, 
you you pay play pimping, baby. You grew up in a mansion in McDonough. My you don't know if this, this man, man got a gap on him. Right. Anywhere you want to be mad, y'all ass could get it. Right. Wherever you from, why would you play like that? All these people are dying for the ridiculous shit. I don't feel like he think he playing. I really feel like he think he about that action. But he is like, playing. Even the people about that action be playing themselves. Like, why you out here fighting or wanting to die about some food? Mm-hmm. It could have yeah. Because you taking it that's to violence. That could have ended way less. Even if they was fighting. You know how many people done got in the fights and died because they hit their head wrong? Mm-hmm. Like, people don't think about just what you're willing to risk for something so minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just if you have trying to flex, that like, ego yeah. inflated. And again, he's being who he's been groomed to be, unfortunately. Like, I don't wish any horrible things to happen to him, but I just pray that before there's a rock bottom, he gets a, a clear picture on being a better person for himself. And just, yeah. like, maybe some of this backlash or some of the light that's been shed on it can get him to see things a different way. Because if the, if he nor his father can see any error in his ways other than the fact that he was arguing with somebody that's beneath his class. Yeah. Like, ooh, yikes. Anyway, so Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey have called it quits. Womp, womp, womp. A lot of people are super shocked. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so the reason why is that, of course, there's like a 10-year age difference between them. He's 35 and she's like 25. Mm -hmm. And he's ready for a family next level. And she just simply is not. She's like, mm, I still want to be out here in these streets. I still want to be a hot girl. I still want to run mm. and have fun. And it's real of her to be able to admit that instead of play the game. Yeah, like, and he, as she much did. as he, lo- they both say they are deeply in love and still, you know, heartbroken over the split. But one thing I do understand is that two people who want the same thing on different timelines want different things, you know? If he want to be married right now, he want to have kids right now, and she's like, mm, nah, bro, me, it's a best baby, to go ahead and nah, bro, me, yeah. getting married right now, I am twenty five, bro, you sound Not crazy as fuck, you know, like if that's her, that's her true feeling, I feel like that's the best thing they can do, and what I know about love and real love and true love, like that shit don't end, it ain't gonna go nowhere. So if she go run out back out here in these streets and realize. Ooh, ain't nothing out here for me. She better realize this before where I, I get to LA. That's all I know. Bump her. I'm gonna be. She's deleted all their pictures off her Instagram, but he still got hers up. So it's Lori, like, there's nothing out here. <laughs> Stop playing, girl. <laughs> What she need to do that she can't do with him? She done already had every fuckboy on That's Earth. That's what I'm saying. I hear she the done whole future, done 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 and you don't want the family, like the kids. You in love, girl. You are tripping, man. It's okay. Fumbling. More for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a lot of people have that same energy of shit. That's what I need to hear. That bitch. is right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go and try Future to climb. Gonna get your bitch back. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. He said he ain't wanna remember. You right. Well, his flogging uh-huh. ass. Anyway. Anyway. Yep. So they're over with. Hey, Mikey. <laughs> Michael Bay Jordan. Damn. B stand for Bay. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, okay. So anyway, next piece of news. There, <clears throat> there is a quarterback from the Cleveland Browns. His name is Deshaun Watson. And apparently he's accused of ejaculating on massage therapists. What? You said that plurally? Multiple women or just this one This is his 24th. Oh, 24th what? Civil suit. Lies you tell. So wait a minute. I need a story. Okay, so. What did the masseuse say? The masseuse. (laughs) 24th time. He married? This this could be several. You can sign his background. I I just got this story. So his name is Deshaun, D-E-S-H-A-U-N, Watson. Oh, Jesus. So the masseuse says... At the beginning of the session, Watson did not want to use the draping towel that's normally used. Mm-hmm. He instead requested a small towel. <laughs> also, instead of lying face down, he decided to lie face up and instructed the masseuse to only work on his upper body and abdomen. Then demanded that she massage on his inner thighs and quadriceps. Mm. Demanded? Sh- she said that his tone became aggressive as he demanded her to go higher and higher into his thighs until her hands reached his scrotum. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where the fuck I ended at, Jesus. Just start it off with start again. <laughs> Honey. I'm just going to start the scrotum. Yeah. Stop that, the scrotum. He I didn't want to wear a... He demanded that she massage So wait, 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 wait. Let's go back. A little towel? So usually they drape you with like a sheet. Sheet. Yeah, face down first. Sheet woman. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Ooh, I would start using them words now. I'm describing things coming across your screen. I'm so sorry. She giving me real bear vibes over there. (laughs) Anyway. I'm so sorry. So basically, he didn't want to lay face down. He didn't want to get draped in the proper cloth. He instructed her to start with his legs, thighs, quads. And he kept instructing her aggressively to move up higher and higher and higher up his thigh until he was ba- she, she was basically touching his scrotum. Mm. And then, mm-hmm. yes, he ejaculated eventually on them now here's my thing for as long as we can think about massage parlors okay. of the questionable sort yeah we've always known about the happy, happy ending. ending you know but there's places you can go for that you got to know somebody yes why would you be asking randoms or per you know i don't know how or why yeah we this know, particular saying, like, that's person and and my thing is, even if he went to one of those places with a happy ending, sometimes people who engage in those activities use that as a pass to be super aggressive. True. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that could also be why... There's lawsuits. <clears throat> yes, like, you doing this all wrong, bruh. Let me give you a fucking massage, and then at the end, you get your happy ending. Like, don't be just... No. Nah. Put that down, or whatever the fuck you know. I had somebody approach me as if that could be a possible job I'd be interested in. I was like, no, nah, 
not. Hey, I got a job for you. Type shit. It's a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm good. Like, that's too much. Touching a bunch of penises? No, thanks. No, thank you. <laughs> 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 Yikes. <laughs> he is tripping, though. He ain't got so, no woman to do this with. Like, I, I didn't. Get it first of all, he's a quarterback. That's what I'm saying, bro. You can't get nobody to do what you asking for. You got to go sneak creep on people. But this is also how we feel about these celebrities that feel like they got to take it. That's yeah. what I, but like, you don't have to. T- well, you know point? what? You they got are, bitches throwing shit at you. Because they're actually into that part. You yeah, that's what I'm. The, mm. <coughs> so it's she, the surprise too. Like, how dare he ask me? And he probably getting off on that. And just nothing on these women. Ah! Oh my gosh! <laughs> you sicko! It's not, but it's, it's horrible. It's to imagine. Not, <laughs> in my like, mind, <laughs> a motherfucker like you really doing that? Like, yo, like why? Oh my god! Because hold on, why? This is the part. Where I feel confused <laughs> because the woman, girl, when you get close to the nutsack, why? What are your boundaries? What are your boundaries? As I mean, we can. I mean, as a therapist, we can start with that ass. Face down. That's what we can do. I was about to say we can. We can. What you prefer? We can think about boundaries. Set requirements for what you will allow. But again, if he was being aggressive, because that's the word that she's using, I will aggressively snatch that doorknob. Yes, and aggressively say no. I'm not doing this. That's our problem as women. Is we become. We feel obligated to do things clearly uncomfortable. Yes, and you don't have to explain yourself either. When you feel uncomfortable, you just feel uncomfortable. And I can say I've actually done that myself, been a victim to myself, because that's my... Did thing. something. Yeah, did things that that I didn't want to because I was worried, the people pleasing, worried about how the other person might feel or what could happen, but it's really unfortunate as a woman, she and felt she had to be that way. That, yeah. that many women felt like they had to 66 be... 66 women so girl, far and counting in a 17-month period. That's crazy. And you ejaculate right. on you? Like, that can we crazy. Get, where the little towel at, bro? You have a problem. Like, so, a real problem. developing right here, it says the report noted that Watson was provided with an NDA by the Houston Texans head of security. So, somebody on the Texans team... Know that he be doing this shit. Yes. Well, why Even though he played for a different team or whatever. So, maybe that was an old team or something. I don't know. I don't follow the sport of it all. In March, a Texas grand jury declined to charge Watson criminally. Shortly thereafter, he signed, signed his groundbreaking deal with Cleveland Browns. So, yeah. Wow. So, they've been, been known for years. He had hired, he has 24 civil suits against the women who he's hired as massage therapists. And then two more cases were filed as the week went on. He is claiming that nothing inappropriate happened with any of the plaintiffs. Sir. Okay. So all 66 of these women just randomly got together and cooperated the same kind of story. So the pattern of his behavior is he reaches out to make appointments over Instagram. So he's not going to massage happy ending parlors. He He's going, reaching out to people on Private. Instagram who give massages. Mm-hmm. Exposing himself during those appointments, directing the therapist to focus on his groin, moving his body so that his penis would touch their hands, and requesting sexual acts. In some cases, Watson's coercion went further. Per the Times, one woman 
who did not sue or complain to the police, told the Times that he was persistent in his request for sexual acts during their massage, including begging her to put her mouth on his penis. Yo. Did she do it, though? Additionally... She did it. That's why she ain't tell nobody. <laughs> now you want to talk about it, though. Additionally, the Times investigation revealed that Watson had used a non-disclosure agreement with some of the massage therapists and that the document had been provided by the Houston, Texas head of security, Brett Nak- Nakara. Are we surprised, though? No. They basically said that they weren't aware of him using those rooms for that purpose. Whatever. Even though the grand jury in Texas decided not to uh, file any criminal charges against him, he got a civil case. And it only takes six people or seven people to file a civil lawsuit. So he got 20, 66 or some shit like that. So Mm -hmm. he's gonna he's gonna be fucked and at this point now that you've done something and you black they can publicly just be like oh because of your things you no longer pay for the NFL so you just fucked yourself all the way around like I can see a white boy having to deal with this and still get to play football yeah not you <laughs> that's not what not gonna happen but it's so real too bad so sad my nigga like should've thought about it should've thought about using the big head instead of the little one jeez Okay. Yeah, it was quite little for a little towel. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that big shit. We see. That's crazy. So, something even crazier. Um, not really super crazy, oh. but <laughs> this has been going on for two weeks now. This feud between D.L. Hughley and Monique. Oh, yeah. I have not. I ain't been following it, but when I seen that first post from D.L., I was like, oh. So, I saw that, like, earlier last week or something like that. And I'm like, oh, well, something will happen. Basically, D.L. Hughley was like, oh, um, you know, at one point I kind of felt sorry for Monique. You know, but then I realized Tyler Perry was the problem. Will Packer was the problem. Oprah was the problem. Uh, So-and-so was the problem. Everybody around you the problem. It's really you. You know what I'm saying? All of those people who you named, though, were all... Complicit in some fuckery. Together. So, that's why they all named at the same fucking time. It ain't like, before that happened, it was problems with everybody. You see what I'm saying? But that's what he put out there. So, I knew it was something going on. So, apparently, what had happened was, there was a show Monique had booked at the Fox Theater in Detroit. She had not been to the Fox Theater in over like 10 years and she was booked as a headliner. Y'all remember the Kings of Comedy? Who the funniest on there? Not the D.L. Hughley. He was the opener for the rest of the Kings. Mm-hmm. He went first. Then Cedric. Then Steve. Then Bernie Mac. Or something <laughs> like that. Like It went in order of who the fuck the closing closer is. She closed the Queens of Comedy Tour. Monique did. Math is mathing right there. So they both got booked at this Detroit Fox Theater show. And he basically threw a huge bitch fit over having to go out first. And he basically flat out refused to go out if she was going to go on after him. Because he 
wanted to be the headliner. But they didn't want you, though. So it was he ba- then. But he basically raised hell to the promoter and the people putting on the show, so they changed the order of the show so she would go out first. So, of course, that pissed her off because, like, no, bitch, I was the headliner from the jump. And you let this nigga come in here and throw a little bitch fit about where he falls in line. Bitch, I am the headliner. I am the funniest one. I am the one they are here to see. Like, who the fuck lining up to go see D.L. Hughley for real? You know, that's her attitude about it. So, she posted her receipts of the contract. A contract showing that she was the headliner. He showed his, and then I finally watched a clip of her going on stage, and she roasted the fuck out of this nigga. She flamed the fuck out of this nigga. She went out on stage. If you gonna do it, Detroit is the place to do it, because they was probably feeding into all bullshit. Baby, she flamed the fuck out of him. And when she got done, she said, and just know when I leave this motherfucking stage, the headliner has motherfucking love. Like, she... I don't even think she did none of the shit she practiced doing because she stood up there <laughs> flaming that nigga so goddamn long. Damn. Wow. She said, what the fuck is a DL Hughley? What the fuck DL stand for? Oh. Like, <laughs> she just went in on him about all type of shit. What did his set sound like? Calling her mad. That's the shit he said about, you know, if everybody the problem. Then he went and said, you know, Precious wasn't no uh, fiction. It was a autobiography okay the crazy thing is that's a super duper low blow because it's a lot of parallels in that character that she played she was a victim of abuse a victim of incest like monique's real life story has these things in it so even if you want to get petty like that's some next level like low blow shit so now it is a whole nother week later, and now Monique done talked about his parents, him. Monique done talked about his kids. Monique done. Well, talk- he went there. And now the daughter. You done- opened it up with Precious, though, baby. That's. that's you opened it up. You opened it she up opened by it up by, by starting a but bitch I'm saying, fit you over. Did the bitch fit on the behind the scenes part. She brought it out there, and then you did all that extra shit, and you thought. She said, "But one thing about me, I'm gonna say it. I'm not. That's that's a part of the reason why people don't like me. I'm not finna just let some shit happen to me and be quiet about it. I'm not finna victim in the corner. I'm gonna call shit out, and they don't like that about me. But I don't give a fuck because the people who like that about me fuck with me, and that's why I'm here right here right now." And I'm like, that's some real shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta stand on the shit you believe in. And she stand on what she believes. Because people who don't respect it don't aren't worthy of their energy anyway. Yeah, so I feel like it's very petty, very childish. D.L. Hughley mm-hmm. has said some horrible things about black women in the past too, just in general. Oh, so God. he don't He's respect. Child, he 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 called. He was saying some joke, and then this is the thing about me. These motherfuckers always want to do this when they go on one of these white people nighttime talk shows or, you know, real, real late with so-and-so. He he on there talk about, yeah, and it was a group. I, I don't want to call them nappy-headed hoes, but, what? you know, they was nappy-headed. And, uh, like, he said that, and I'm just like, yeah, mammy, bitch. Like, the fuck? So, yeah. I feel like whatever's happening with D.L. Hughley and Monique currently, I just hope she continue to roast his ass because it was really funny when she did it. And I really feel like he deserved it. Like, 
that's just some hoe shit. Like, and I really feel like it's sexist on top of it being too Monique specifically. What do you mean? Like, the- he think that because he's a nigga and he, you know, he should be the headliner. That just don't resonate with me. Mm-mm. But yeah, that is it for the tea. We will be back in a little bit more. Thank you for tuning in to Spiritually Clatchet, the podcast. I know you're enjoying yourself thus far. Otherwise, your ass would not be here. (laughs) You can upgrade your subscription from loyal listener to engaged audience member by reaching out to the show via Instagram at Spiritually Clatchet. On Twitter at SC, the podcast. Send us an email to spirituallyclatchit at gmail.com or head on over to the anchor.fm app where you can leave us a voice message or ask us a question at anchor.fm forward slash spirituallyclatchit. We need your feedback so we can offer you advice when you need it or provide you with a safe space to air out them grievances. Recommend us a word for the week. And you know we need you to bring us your horror stories each and every week so we can keep all these signs accountable. That's right. That's S-P-I-R-I-T-U-A-L-L-Y-C-L-A-T-C-H-E-T. Spiritually clutch it on all platforms. We look forward to hearing from you. Now, back to your new favorite show. Ew. All right, we are back. And it is 11-11. And it is time for us to get into the main topic of conversation. And we are talking about attachment styles. Yes, attachment styles and the roles they play in relationships. So, yeah, MJ sent this quiz in because she ran across something (laughs) that was going to scramble our eggs. And she decided that we should be all in the bowl together. So, (laughs) we took this test. And we're going to get into the results of the test and also what all this actually really means. So, according to psychiatrist and psychoanalyst John Bowlby, one's relationship with their parents during childhood has an overarching influence on their social, intimate relationships and even relationships at work in the future. There are four different adult attachment styles, which are anxious, also referred to as preoccupied, avoidant, also referred to as dismissive, disorganized, also referred to as fearful, avoidant, and secure. So first things first, (laughs) let's just talk about these results. (laughs) What is your attachment style? Well, my attachment style is fearful avoidant. Okay, so that was the third style as as disorganized also. And then Pootie. Same. Fearful avoidant. And also mine, fearful avoidant. So, 
what does this really freaking mean? We're going to get to that. How do attachment styles develop in early childhood? How do we get to be fearful avoidant, you ask? Okay. Or whatever the other things are. I encourage you to take your test, you know, just to find out specifically what you identify as and see what effect that has on your relationships. But let's let's dive in. Uh, the behavior of primary caregivers, usually someone's parents, contributes to and forms the way a child perceives a close relationship. This child is dependent on his or her caregivers and seeks comfort, soothing, and support from them. If the child's physical and emotional needs are satisfied, he or she becomes securely attached. Right? So that's, I guess, the secure style. This, however requires that caregivers offer a warm and caring environment and are attuned to the child's needs even when these needs are not clearly expressed. Misattunement on the side of the parent, on the other hand, is likely to lead to insecure attachment in their children. All right, so I'm just going to go ahead to ours first and then circle back to the other one because I'm really just curious to know what all these things really mean. So number three is disorganized fearful avoidance. The disorganized type tends to show unstable and ambiguous behaviors in their social bonds. For adults with this style of attachment, the partner and the relationship themselves are often a source of both desire and fear. Yum. Fearful avoidant people do not want intimacy and closeness, do want intimacy and closeness, but at the same time, experience troubles, trusting, and depending on others. You are preaching today, okay? They do not regulate their emotions well and avoid strong emotional attachment due to the fear of getting hurt. All right, so let me run it back to the top <laughs> to see what these other ones are. Anxious and preoccupied, that would be the first style. For adults with anxious attachment style, the partner is often the better half. The thought of living without the partner or being alone in general causes high levels of anxiety. People with this type of attachment typically have a negative self-image while having positive views of others. People with this attachment style value their relationships highly, but are often anxious and worried that their loved one is not as invested as they are. There's a strong fear of abandonment present, and they, the attention and care and responsiveness of the partner appears to be the remedy for their anxiety. On the other hand, the absence of support and intimacy can lead to the anxious and preoccupied type to be more clinging and demanding, preoccupied with the relationship and desperate for love. I feel like at some stage in my life, I was definitely this person. And then I got like so deep into like another person and got like let down and shattered and sad that I was like, Nah, I ain't never gonna do this shit again. Like, you know, I'm sure that I've had that, like, anxious to grab on style because I do have that fear of abandonment. And that's something that I'm still working through. That have either of you ever felt like yeah. this fine. correlates? I don't do this ain't in my life anymore. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Have you? Do you feel like you've ever had, like, an anxious attachment style or preoccupied with the other person kind of style of attaching to someone? Mm, yeah, probably in the beginning. In the beginning of every relationship, I have a history of um, 
getting bored mm. really quickly. But that comes in me attaching myself in the beginning. And then it's almost like I'm going to attach myself, attach myself, attach myself. So I look up one day and be like, who am I? Who am I? Yeah. Am I really this person? Is this really what I want? And I'm a runner. So it's like, I feel like we probably moved down the list. I don't like what it sounds this. like. So, it's so like, we're almost going to be we're secure. We're almost there. Because well, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, this sounds like it's progressive. And then the next one is avoided dismissive. So. Yeah. After you clean, flip you flip the to the op- Yeah. Okay. So let's get into it. Yeah. So the dismissing avoidant type would often perceive themselves as lone wolves. I went through this whole thing. <laughs> <That's what I laughs> <did. laughs> Strong, independent, self-sufficient, not necessarily it's levels to this. It's levels to it. <laughs> not necessarily in the terms of physical contact, but rather on an emotional level. These people have high self-esteem and a positive view of themselves. The dismissing avoidant type tend to believe that they don't have to be in a relationship to feel complete. <laughs> they do not want to depend on others or have the others depend on them or seek support or approval in social bonds. Adult with this attachment style generally avoid emotional closeness. <laughs> they also tend to hide or suppress their feelings when faced with potentially emotionally dense situations like stages of grief or something <laughs> <laughs> attachment styles this is the stage of your life <laughs> and then of course the, the fearful and avoidant you know basically like we said are unstable <laughs> show unstable and ambiguous behaviors we to do the social bonds yes hot and cold because we're trying to balance I've always been like this though um again it's a, a desire and a fear at the same time. I really want it. Yeah, I really, I really want, want this, but oh, I'm so afraid. I'm so close, but I'm not going to do it because I'm so close. Yeah. And um, basically, it boils down to regulating the emotions and allowing the attachment to happen without it being overly dependent. Say that one more time because my brain flaked out when you said that. What? I mean, the key is basically to regulate your emotions and avoid a strong attachment to person. Like, because when you're dealing with somebody, you're going to want to attach to them in some way, but you don't want it to be. Are you what? Are you going to want to attach? Yeah. If you care. Yeah. That's what you just said. At the beginning of every relationship, that's how you start. But if you overdo it and you don't have your feelings in check, you gonna get to the point of who am I versus attaching in a healthy way yeah, to where it's Yeah, that's exactly what happened in the last situationship I had. Like first date and I was like, Yep, this mine. Attach <laughs> I literally <laughs> kinda said that to him too and he was like, Girl, relax. <laughs> really? What do you mean relax? <laughs> you love I am me. relaxed. I love you. Like We go together. We go together, bro. <laughs> I did that too. I did that. I did that. But I realized I was doing it. I realized I ain't give a fuck. Oops. And then I just disappeared. <laughs> detached. <laughs> Attach, detach. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. It's strange. If I attach myself and then you attach yourself. Now it's like you're doing it's too a wrap. much. You're doing the most. Well, that's because we haven't had number Fearful four. Word. 
a secure attachment. Don't attach yourself to the E. So the three attachment styles we already talked about are insecure attachment styles. Right. The opposite of what we are seeking. So that's a part of why we don't ever get kind of that place. And they say slow down and regulate your emotions. Yeah. Because being fearful of being fearful (laughs) avoiding, you don't regulate your emotions well. You go from one side of the coin to the. I mean, put on the list. I mean, there's got to be a a guide to doing so, other than fucking breathing and meditation. Watch now, I'm gonna Google that shit to try to look it up for the next episode. Pop one. I don't want to fucking hear that. I need some alternatives. They should have just said that. (laughs) Meditate. (laughs) Don't tell me to check my emotions, bitch. Regulate. What am I supposed to do with these emotions? Check them how. And avoid strong like emotional attachments. <laughs> so, these three insecure styles are characterized by difficulties with cultivating and maintaining healthy relationships. In contrast, the secure attachment style implies that a person is comfortable expressing emotions openly. Adults with a secure attachment style can depend on their partners and in turn let their partners rely on them. Relationships are based on honesty, tolerance, and emotional closeness. The secure attachment type thrive in their relationships but also don't fear being on their own. They do not depend on their responsiveness or approval of their partners and tend to have a positive view of themselves and others. I'm kind of almost there, but the first part had me fucked up. Yeah. So the emotional part. <laughs> it's so based on this attachmentproject.com article, it says it's completely normal to recognize features of different styles in your history of intimate relationships. Attachment styles can change with major life events or even with different partners. An insecurely attached individual could form a secure bond when they have a securely attached partner. Mmm, there's hope in that. <laughs> a person with a secure attachment style could, in trust, develop an unhealthy relationship behavior after experiencing trauma or losing a loved one. So there is no need to fit any specific profile. Even if... So, <laughs> so just be insecure. No, no, they're basically just giving you, you know, like it's okay. You're fucked up. It's okay that you have these emotions now, up. but eventually you can turn it, turn your yeah lack of into something that's more secure. It says, is it insecure to ask a partner to take this test? No, I mean, I, I feel like, yeah, I don't feel like that's an insecure thing. Like, you know, I feel like it's a piece of knowledge. It's a tool to understand. You know, it sheds light on who you're speaking with. It or, sheds lights on your non uh, the f- behaviors that you have when you're not aware of kind of what you're yeah. doing. When you kind of just being, you can look and be like, okay, now that we this have a scale why, to measure yeah. this shit on, ooh, child, or okay, girl, you know, wherever you find like, it, that like your actions now start to make sense. Yeah, I'm securely attached to myself. Because when I took the secure attachment, I was not dating. The first time I ever took it. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. And now that I'm actually trying to date. You realizing. I'm fearful of waiting right mm-hmm. now. I got to check that. So it says, chances, of, chances are many of us don't fully belong to the securely attached group. Most of us don't. Even if we think we have stable relationships, there might be patterns in our behavior that keep bothering us or making us stressed or unhappy. 
unhappy. Unfortunately, some individuals will recognize themselves in one of the three insecure profiles, the less healthy ones. In that case, it is preferable and highly recommended that they address the issue actively and, if necessary, seek individual psychological help. It is not necessary. This struggle is simply not necessary as there are many ways to heal and recover from attachment disturbances. Strongly expressed insecure and unstable attachment styles can cause anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues. Hmm. But it's not necessary. You can Or vice versa. What do you mean? Mental health issues can cause insecure attachments. I mean, it could. It might be a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. You know? So, it says... Now they're, like, trying to sell us on something else, I'm guessing. Are you tired of struggling with you with or ruining relationship after relationship? Right. Are you embarrassed about being too clingy? Are you desperate for love and attention? Are you fed up with feeling anxiety over whether your partner loves you? Ready to learn how to tolerate emotional intimacy and start trusting and relying on people? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, either way, if you want to change your attachment style, you need to put effort into it. Whether you are working with a close friend on a podcast, <laughs> a therapist, or a book, consistency and effort are fundamental. Um, they also offer attachment style digital workbooks on this website. Mm -mm. And the homework. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, you are. They offer enough for me. Um, uh, <laughs> attachment style digital workbooks, and it'll help you. It says build more secure relationships with everyone around you. You know, just I guess it's just questions to answer and just more thought provoking things to give you better insight. On who you are and how you can work through the things you'd like to change and get to a secure place. So do you think you're fearful of what it just in romantic relationships or both? Like relationship with your friends and romantic relationships? I think I have secure attachments with my friendships. But I feel like I don't have a problem depending on a friend and I don't think my friends have a problem depending on me if they were to need something. I don't think that the distrust is there for me to even second guess anything. I'm very secure in my friendships. Now, if something happens, like where a friend violates my trust or something like that, that's going to make a switch in from being secure to being something else. And then I might be fearful avoidant where I would really want to be closer with you and be in a different place with you in this relationship, but I can't because I'm fearful of the shit you just already pulled might occur again. So I can see how that could even change in a friendship, but as far as... I'm sure there's probably relationships with family members that I'm fearful avoiding with currently just because of things in the past, and there hasn't been enough consistent opportunity to change that opinion or see them in a different light completely or be secure in that just yet mm -hmm. but i'm not fully running away from it i'm just not finna just attach on it either and be like yep this is it you know yeah. i'm looking to see something to give me that security and i feel like i can be in that place but what about you do you feel like 
you see this in your relationships with like outside of romantic relationships with friends or family or whatever? Uh, yes and no. In the aspect of being fearful with certain things, just with trust in general, mm-hmm. because I am such a private person, I can see that in both romantic and platonic relationships. Mm-hmm. But as far as like Yeah, all the way around. I can see that. Because some things I am just not going to say. And that could just also be, I'm just, I've just been conditioned to not say a lot of things. Mm. What about you? You feel any parallel or overlap in like other relationships other than romantic ones with your attachment style? I would say... Mostly, yeah, I would still say fearful avoidant in all my relationships. And that's just more of a way I move in coping with my own issues. Mm -hmm. I can become, like, avoidant because I'm afraid to be vulnerable in certain situations. So, and that's not just a... Oh, no, I might have fucked up. What'd you fuck up? Well, because I clicked on... How fearful avoidant attachment develops in childhood. Like, how did we get this way? Mm-hmm. What well, are the things that were happening or missing? Because it's very specific as to what things uh, would conditions. be. What conditions will bring up this attachment style? Or if, like, overall in your life, you might feel like we've been in all these different places, but overall, I'm fearful avoidant for the most part, Mm -hmm. throughout my life or whatever. So, like we said earlier, it's also known as the disorganized attachment style. And adulthood, that's the fearful avoidant attachment. And this is thought to be the most difficult. Yikes. Sadly, this attachment style is most often seen in children that have experienced trauma or abuse. Makes sense. The fearful avoidant attachment style occurs in 7% of population all right now how true is that and typically develops the first 18 months of life sometimes parents could have behaved aggressively the child could see them as scary i don't feel like that i feel like i did have trauma but it wasn't the first 18 months it was in the first five years still a very developmental place but shorthand the caregiver who had the child who comes up with this fearful avoidant or a disorganized personality attachment may be, have been erratically or bizarrely causing their child to see them as frightening, might exhibit contra- contrasting and unpredictable behaviors toward their child, such as acting affectionate on one hand and aggressive without any clear rationale. They potentially had a chaotic childhood of their own. Or might be overwhelmed by the prospect of parenting as they lack confidence in their abilities. So those uh, four main points are the things that could cause that unhealthy attachment. And apparently there's a cycle. So there's need, you know, hunger, lonely, uncomfortable, I'm in pain. Then there's rage, angry, helpless, hopeless. And then there's lack of relief neglected ignored or still in pain and then there's trust i am not okay adults are not okay the world is unsafe 
and then there's more need that just doesn't get met. So that's really kind of sad and scary <laughs> to even think about. Yeah, I said it. I fucked up. I should not have clicked that. But it, it makes perfect sense. A baby or a young child with a fearful avoidment might attach and be- might behave in bizarre ways. They'd be scared to look their parent in the eye. And they'll show conflicting actions such as te- seeking attention and then shutting it down. That's crazy. Anyway. Not feeling secure. Having difficulties in allowing themselves to be vulnerable. Having difficulty (sighs) self-soothing. Desire, comfort, and love from from their parents, but also fear them, you know. And behave conflicted towards their parent or caregiver. So, yeah. I mean, if you have kids, that's something to look out for, I guess, you know. And not take it as, I guess, a sign of disrespect or a blatant whatever, like, it might be some things that, you know, a kid can't verbalize, you know, are you scary? I don't know. (laughs) Might very well be. Yeah, y'all want to add anything else to this thing, this attachment styles and talking about it? No, not necessarily. All right, well. it was. It was enough for me to grasp onto it and add it to my <laughs> things list to work on. To work on. <laughs> well, this article and many others like it can be found on theattachmentproject.com. Not only does it has have a number of information regarding the attachment styles, it has a lot of resources to heal that. They have workbooks. They have attachment and bonding exercises, uh, exercises and coaching on how to set your boundaries, emotional alchemy, and balancing attachment relationships. Also a blog and a bunch of other great information that could help you. So if you would like to know more, go ahead and visit theattachmentproject.com and see what they could do for you. That wraps up 1111. We will be back with more. Hey y'all, we're back. We're gonna talk about Aquarius this week. Ooh. Okay, so I did Ooh, come with my <laughs> Astrology of You and Me book by Gary Goldschneider again. Goldschneider. Mr. Goldschneider. Yes, Mr. Goldschneider. What um, is a woman? I'm sorry. Gary? A woman named Gary? <laughs> you never know. I mean, strange okay. things have happened. Exactly. I've seen somebody name their daughter Charlie, not Charlie, Richard. <laughs> wow see well I mean I have a unisex name so Richard really is not a unisex of. name though. if you wanted to be okay Matthew Gary can be <laughs> <laughs> or like guys named Brittany alright Joseph let's get let's get it done <laughs> Shannon Ashley um, Tracy I know a male mm. and a female Shannon me too me too that male's kind of bitch-like, though. Oh, yes. Indeed. Definitely. <laughs> dated him. <laughs> totally dated him. But the Ooh. female is bitch-like, too. Shit. I mean, I actually was. <laughs> that was the first girl that I ever cheered with that I just did not like. And she just did not like me. And I'm like, baby, what's your tea? I she just wanted to be here. Like, everybody likes me. I just That part. Here. Why don't you? 
Something's wrong. Okay. Haters go hate. Well, you know what? I was told once upon a time by a friend of mine that sometimes when you dislike people that everybody else like, it's something in you that you see in them. That you don't always like. that when you dislike <laughs> but, somebody. But what, what was you? What was it? I was like, oh. First of all, this is cheering. You're literally the you captain. You did not dislike somebody that everybody else likes. She did. This is my thing, though. This is one of those situations where I hear somebody don't like me or is jealous of me, and I'm like, why? You're the captain of the right. cheer team. I'm just, I barely made varsity. They was literally talking about cutting me two days ago. And I came back and showed out and showed out on all my shit. And that's I'm on the varsity right team because that's who she is. She's varsity. Like, bitch, it was stumbling. Okay, y'all different. Got it. Got it. And I'm back. But she just really just had an issue with me. And I'm like, girl. She saw your shine from the inside and she was scared of it. That she, I, I wasn't going to get good enough to take your job. You had been cheering on this JV team. Not JV you team. You could have, though. What's the thing called? That. Little league team. Mm-hmm. Probably since she was old enough to be on the team. Since she was four and a half. Mm-hmm. We in a seventh grade division, the middle school division. We like friend. You were a threat. That's the only. There's no other reason for it. She was fucking like, why? You like cheer. You play volleyball. You pretty. You got long ass hair. Like, bitch, why are you bothering me? I'm actually I'm wearing a donut. I'm wearing a fucking fan right now. Like but you have a personality. Pump it up, fan. What I ain't gonna fucking. She probably yeah. wanted to wear a fan and couldn't. <laughs> so she hated me. Yes. Like either her mom would never allow it, or her hair just wouldn't cooperate with the pump it up. Like you you'd be know. surprised what kids yes. were going through. Me and my mom was talking about that the other day. Like I was like, I never knew that about them. And she was like, Yeah, they was going through a lot of other things from the outside. I and definitely wasn't thinking about that at that age because I was not, going through it was like, so much I'm going time. through my own shit. So but why I got to be empathetic to somebody else and they stuff? Girl, fuck you. They fuck should me. learn how to be nice. That part. Anyway. Sorry, Aquarius. <laughs> was we even talking about Aquarius? I don't even know how we got on that. It's Gary's fault. It's Gary's Gary. Fault. Gary Goldschneider over here. Because <laughs> we said Shannon. It's Shannon's Listen. fault. Listen. <laughs> All of them. All the Shannons. All of them. bullshit. Just Unless you a non-bullshitty Shannon and you listen to this show, then we fuck with you. <laughs> yeah. And if you an Aquarius, too. Hmm. I we can, fuck I with can you. pinpoint some Aquarius. I'm a rising. From, My um, Aquarius is rising. And Raquel. Raquel was Aquarius. So what do we know yes. about? I don't. Okay, yeah, I, know. I know one Aquarius, my stepmom, and I love her, but okay. that's, a different, that's a different dynamic. That's a different dynamic. dynamic, right. So Aquarius is January 21st to February 19th. And just off rip, their strengths are they're spontaneous, they're enjoyable, and they're very natural. My rising sign for sure. Okay. Their weaknesses <laughs> off rip. They're kind of flighty, a little superficial, a little unreliable. Hmm. Okay. I don't stand on that, but now taking it in. <laughs> on to the Aquarius lover. Because this is, you know, this is what we like to talk about. When involved with an Aquarius lover, you will have to re-sign yourself to the fact that you are not the first nor the last. Moreover, it is quite likely that you are also not the only lover they have at the present moment. Oh, my God. When it comes to matters of love, Aquarians figure they have enough to go around without neglecting anyone they care for. Oh, I ain't with that shit. Consequently, <laughs> the amount of love they share with any one person is limited in quantity, although the quality nah, may be high, at least for the moment. That sounds like some bullshit. Those love looking bombing. for depth and meaning in a relationship may be dissatisfied 
with what Aquarian lovers dish up, finding it too superficial. They seem like they would be a good match with Sagittarius. They seem like they would just be a good friend. I mean, yeah. Like, they probably I would, would go good with fire because they're air. Dating one. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Because Aries too. I don't know about Leo because you guys tend to require a bit more attention. Yeah, so if they're flying, a lot of it. How that would? I don't know how that. Like a lot of it, but that's that's probably not everyone. Maybe the superficial part. You Mm -hmm. can get the attention, but not in the depth, though. Yeah, but not even from a lover aspect. Just from a, I know you, but from a lover aspect, it just says that they don't they don't know how to. Oh, hell no. Give all the attention to one person. Oh, no, with that shit. Like you have to understand that you're not first or the last or That's the only. You lost me, right? Like or the last. I cannot be the first, but I can't I be the last the, either. I just need to be the only God in damn. general. If I'm dating you, I have to be the only. Yeah, I don't care about first or last because we can break up. Like, right. like that's just what happens. It just is what it is. But I have to be the only, like the at goal. all times. No, it's not the goal, but I don't have to be. But the you only. ain't finna just. Uh, pronounce this shit because then we ain't going nowhere, bitch. I'm a, you yeah. not gonna be the last. That's what oh, you not gonna be. Right. But I mean, I, I can agree with that. Working on my secure attachment, it ain't gotta last forever. Like, I'm open and see But make it last forever. You're right. Only right yeah. here. That, right here and now. Whenever here we're I together. mean, because that, right, here and now, this is my intention. I'm the only. Yeah. Onlyest. Only. Onlyest only. In a commitment. Let's not get it twisted. We're not going to be toxic and be trying to. I'm toxic. I'm the. No, only. we're not. <laughs> we're not. Toxic. Oh, so now you feeling it kicking in? We was talking about <laughs> earlier. It was quiet. Okay. It's kicking only. in now. Listen, it's always kicked in. <laughs> you just stay silent. I just it. stay silent. Mm. You know. I can respect that. I don't let all the crazy out. If you're just dating, I can respect that sentiment from an Aquarius. Like I'm dating, so don't. Well, yeah, it that's honesty. But yeah. like she talked about relationship and commitment. Commitment. Though. Non- we got, what are we committing to if you're not gonna stop on the bullshit? We're committing to fuck with each other when we fuck with each other. Negative. Forever. I will bust out the windows in your car. <laughs> <laughs> no Aquarius for me. Yeah. So none of these qualities of an Aquarius seem enticing to me. None. To want to date, to nope. even try to get to know, like if I don't already know you. Yeah. Does it talk about rising? Because I I'm don't. Just do we talk like that or just in general? So the next one, it tells you about how you meet an Aquarius, sex in Aquarius, Ooh, tell me divorce, part. children, infidelity, Let's hear finances. The sex part. Let's hear the sex part. So <laughs> sex and the Aquarius lover. The Aquarius lover is an instinctive feeling for variety, but also has probably thrown a glance or three at the Kama Sutra book. Oh, okay. Okay. In matters of sex, Aquarius lovers bore easily. So you had better read up on the subject or be willing to follow their wildest promptings if you wish to remain an object of continued interest. Uptight or overly conservative and prudish attitudes are a sure turnoff, but in certain cases, they may stimulate the outrageous Aquarian lover to new heights of shocking behavior, which can be quite enjoyable and stimulating. So... Speaking from a personal place, I've been involved with two separate Aquarians. Mm-hmm. One of them was a friend with benefits, and there's not really much negative to say about that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a friend for real, and the benefits were real, not just sex. Like he was pretty dependable. He used to like 
go get my car washed and go get my oil change and go fucking do emissions tests and shit like that. Mm, I like him. He come to my house and if some shit fucked up, he'll start moving it around, cleaning it up, fixing it, putting it away. I like that. The man Very actionary. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had really great sex, but he was having sex with a Scorpio, so I feel like just the dynamic of like being a little more open-minded and a little less monotonous and a little more freaky-kinky, you know, whatever, kind of went well I together. I like vanilla. No Aquarius for me. <laughs> um, and then like me and him did like Benoit balls and nothing like that. What like, the fuck are those? Ooh, I'm I'm gonna bring you the book. No, bam! I don't think I want that. <laughs> I, I like vanilla, maybe sprinkles, but damn, nothing you gotta be able to spice it up sometimes. Okay, Benoit chocolate balls. chips. What do we vanilla? Some nuts? I don't know. Like, okay, it's okay. Either way, I'm bringing the comments with your book. Oh, wasn't God. necessarily Ben Ben Benoit balls, but so you're gonna tell me what it is. It's it balls you stick up your stuff. Which stuff? Yo, mm-hmm. pick a side, any side, so holes, fill them. Okay. It's balls, and they all connected like on I the see that. Like so that's what they're called. Yeah, Benoit balls. Okay, maybe, maybe that's the name brand of it. I don't know, but that's what I've seen. Okay, okay. I don't know too much about it. <laughs> just a, just a little. Like, it's like anal beads. Okay. <laughs> no, I ain't done that. I ain't done no anal beads. I ain't done no butt plug or whatever. But anyway, but we did like. Have like public sex and like it was fun, yeah, spontaneous, yes, things like that. We yeah. did do nah, I like, like that. that. <laughs> now, the second Aquarius mm-hmm. might be all the bad shit that was on their list the flighty, the this, the that. He was definitely a fucking liar. He lied to me about everything his name, his age, what he did for a living. Wow. He lied about everything, just catfishing. Was it catfishing? I met him in person, he was just a fucking liar. Lodginess. Oh, damn. Met him at Zaxby's. Just fucking lying. And he just lying. For no yeah. reason. Mm. Yeah. That just takes so much energy to me. He lied. I gotta keep up with the lie. He told me he was four years younger than me. He was actually like five years older than me. So at the time... He's lying about things like this. At the time, I'm probably like... No, he's probably about three years older than me, but he told me he was four years younger. So if Seven I'm 26... He was saying that he was like 22, mm-hmm. and really he was like 28, why? 29. Why, why we lie about things like this? Well, he said the reason Crazy. why he lied is because, you know, he's trying to rap and be a rapper, and he didn't want people to think he was that old. I but bitch, that. I'm not in the music industry. Why but I believe that, that to me? he's trying to keep the image up. You know he got to be consistent. He definitely was very real-life insecure. But trying to, like, stature and posture himself, like, as that nigga, like, again, it was, like, good sex, but he completely dropped the ball. He was very immature. When I found out about all his lies, he didn't really take accountability. He just tried to more, like, explain why. And you don't understand me. Look at, you don't understand what people No apology. Like, no apology and no accountability. Trying to make justifications. So, he was a whack-ass, weak-ass, bitch-ass nigga, like. Aquarius, and then I have an Aquarius rising, so I feel like the whole sociable part, the whole party people, the whole hey, everybody, let's be friends definitely resonates. But mm-hmm. I don't think I'm flighty. I don't think I think the level of where I am in my life right now, I've elevated in all my signs and all my placements to where I'm actively trying not to be those things, but I don't think I've ever been flighty. Yeah, like, it's a level of, of self awareness that you have, yeah, yeah. 
So, what else about Aquarius? Those are my two stories. My one good friend with benefits, who actually did some good things mm -hmm. with his benefits. We did some, we had fun together. We go do staycations, and I like he was cool. We just yeah. went back home, moved away, and it was like, all right, that's it. Now it's I had fun. a I had a college roommate that mm -hmm. was an Aquarius. Okay, how was that? Like it, it was <clears throat> living in platonic and whatever. Um, it was platonic at some point. Ooh. Okay. But also, <laughs> you know how I am in like a living situation, cleanliness wise. Mm -hmm. That we definitely was not equally yoked on. <laughs> like not at all. And it was to the point where I was just like, "How and why are you this way?" <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand how and why you're this way. All right. So, and it's getting old, like. You just, yeah. Are we going to keep talking about this? Or are you going to just get it together? Right. <laughs> it's just like, just do it. You know, just make a conscious effort to do it. Well, I don't know. I feel like that has more everything to do with, like, conditioning, how you were raised, mental yeah. health. But she was all shit. the things. She was flighty. Mm -hmm. She was unreliable. Mm -hmm. She was fun freaky deaky spontaneous <laughs> like she was all the things she was an aquarius and, yeah and i'm just like were you just an aquarius or were you just like a college student i mean it could you be know, both like right unevolved us me you all her, over the place like i look at 2009 <laughs> facebook posts of me <laughs> right i look at 2009 me on facebook and be like bitch like why I don't feel you like you're just saying too only. much. Really? I'm, I feel like I'm always just saying too much. Like, proclaim. The same way how I always say how I feel when some shit is bothering me, like in a relaxed setting, You've I'm the same way. So, on a public forum, like, I don't like that shit. I'm feeling, you know, or if I'm mad, like, I remember when I was beefing with my roommate. You put it on Facebook? That one, I didn't put the specifics, but I wrote like this whole dissertation. Poem. <laughs> not the poem it was a whole ass poem and it was like bitch you got me fucked up <laughs> you think I'm the one but you're in luck you, I'm about to be seeing red and I don't want to have to go upside your head you want to play games one of us will be dead and I'm the victor ho so don't be like I was I went in also <laughs> Or just like when I'm mad at a nigga and I'm just like, you know, posting some like, woe is me ass shit. Like, mm -hmm. I'm past that point because I definitely was the type of person. Was that like therapeutic for you then? Um, it was probably a form of therapy, especially when I was still writing. Like, I was way more deeper into still expressing myself with words written, you know? Mm -hmm. I was still writing poems regularly then and shit like that, like. Even to the point where, like, I had to just get it out. Because, like, I really wanted to lay hands on this girl. Because she was, first of all, making where I live super uncomfortable. And then, like, pushing the people who I bonded and made relationships with to feel a certain way about me because she did. So, mm. like, that was the other shit that was just like, we can run this. Right. You know? So, I feel like not checked and not developed, we all could be some really... Like, all the things that's negative on the Scorpio list, like, if I just lived in that shit, 
like revengeful, like vengeful and like mm. spiteful and like Mm-mm. sneaky and a liar and you know as much as I uh, like feel about honesty, like I yeah, I couldn't imagine if I was all the negatives about Leo. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't imagine that. I'm sure I got enough of the negatives, child. I mean, of course we do, but to know, like, as an adult, I got too much to lose. The awareness of it, uh, it, within it of itself, allows you to work on it, at least from the standpoint of, I know this about myself. Then you can get to the point of, I'm noticing this about myself. Yes. (laughs) Or, I'm seeing a pattern of when this occurs, or whatever. So, yeah. Mm. Well, that's all I know about um, Aquarius. Oh, another thing I do know about Aquarius is everything that every time I've looked up on the internet, like a list of serial killers oh, or murderers, they're Aquarius. Aquarius are high on the list. I bet Sagittarius is overall. It's <laughs> Virgo and that's Aquarius is a shit ton of Gemini's. Oh yeah. Virgo and Gemini, Virgo and Gemini, yeah, to be serial killers. Yeah, it was a list, and it was like zodiac sign of like the top one, and it was like at least if it was fifty people on that list, at least fifteen, eighteen of them was like Aquarius. Oh damn, that's crazy. I want to say like Ted Bundy is an Aquarius or some shit. Like it was like, nope, he's a Sagittarius. He's a Sag. (laughs) Did you look up the list? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who else is Aquarius on the list? The one list I said was a lot. They was on there. No, the list I found, they're focusing on the Virgos, Geminis, Sagittarius. Sounds about right, nonetheless. Mm, Bitch, you got the Pisces on here. Oh, yeah, Pisces, too. Ah, John Wayne, think about it. Isn't he the one that John Wayne is Aquarius? Is he the still with all the women? I I still haven't watched his his thing. It's on Netflix, though. So the thing about Pisces is they're two He's fish swimming Emotional. in opposite directions. So it's almost like Gemini, but the water sign of Gemini Pisces. If they're like unbalanced and unchecked, they're two fish swimming in opposite yeah. direction. They're supposed to be like this continual cycle, kind of like a figure eight that goes on between them. But they can be very flighty. They can be wishy-washy. They can be sometimey. They could be like super duper like affectionate, oh. and loving, and paying attention, the and then like. The toolbox killer dude or something like that? No, John Wayne Gacy. He was the one who was like a pastor and a clown and all involved. Yes, and he lived, he had regular neighbors oh and shit. Oh my God, that is so scary. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <sighs> That's God. too much. All right, well, that mm-hmm. wraps up this week's episode of Horror Stories. We will be back to wrap up the show with advice, grievances, and an affirmation from the gods. All right, motherfuckers. <laughs> and father fuckers. And mother fathers. <laughs> it's time for advice and or grievances. What you got? Well, okay. Um, let's talk about my lack of time management. Oh. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about how I literally and I want to talk about it because it has directly affected her I literally had to google how not to be bothered hmm. and by like she told me that I was like because I was mean, so man? 
getting upset. And you know me. Y'all know me. Kiana is going to say something. Yes. And I did not want... I purposefully was like, I want to address this, but I don't want to be like, bitch... <laughs> you know, I ain't want to go in on her because right, it's good, like bitch. that's my that's my that 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 Bruh, how do we get to this place? We had a conversation. <laughs> I'm going to let her run it all the way back. <laughs> if she skips some parts, I will chime in. <laughs> Take it to the boat. <laughs> so just to rewind and recap, <laughs> we went to New Orleans <laughs> this past weekend, right? And the night before we left, mind you, the New Orleans trip was just a fly-by-night. It was like, oh, Two weeks I want to have a vacation. And I said, planned. well, yeah, let's, let, let's go somewhere. Let's plan it. Like, where are we going? So just literally Maybe. within a couple of days, we plan events, the weekend, we how we're gonna get there, gonna like all these things, right? So the night before, she calls me and she's like, not even the night before, two nights before, I'm at her house and I'm helping her pack. Like she packed her suitcase, all these things, right? I already said I'm wrong. And then at <laughs> my house, you pack. No, she's helping me. But I'm see, packing. She just. We Why? hanging out. I'm unpacking and we talking about I'm micromanaging <laughs> because I'm helping her clean as well. Okay. That was my. That my, was really what. That was, was really what was going on. That she was, was like, friend, help me, like, help me. Just go through, go through the process with me and tell me like where I be fucking up, cause bitch, I. And so that turned her. into she cleaned up in 30 minutes and she packed her bag while she was doing it. So then I get home and I'm like, you know what? I probably should pack. I didn't pack. I legit said probably should pack in my brain. <laughs> did you go to sleep? I didn't go to sleep either. No, she ain't go to sleep. She but what I did, right, what I did was watching YouTube. I mentally solidified <laughs> all of my outfits. <laughs> I did. Because what I did was I went through my closet, went through my extra rack, pulled out all the little outfits that I possibly wanted to do based on where we were going, pulled out all the accessories, shoes, purses, <laughs> You know, hair accessories, whatever. Like, put out all these things and laid it out. Like, like if you was going to a stylist showroom and he said, I got 10 outfits for you. Like, I laid it out like that. Suitcase, nowhere in sight. Still shoved in the back of the closet. So, she calls me the night before and she says, okay, friend, what time can you be over here? Like, if we leave by this time, we can get to New Orleans by this time. So, I gave her a window. like. But this is in my... In my defense, in my mind, this is what I heard. If we leave by 12 o'clock, we can get there by 6. Mm-hmm. I'm not counting traffic. Right. I'm not counting potty stops. Right. I'm not counting nothing else except for we leaving at 12 o'clock. That is we can not get there by we 6. Talked about, but that's not the solidified conversation. The solidified <laughs> that's conversation. that's what you heard. But that's what I heard because she said it should only take this amount of time. You see what I'm saying? I said But the solidified conversation was you get here by 1030. So, oh. no, let's no. Lies. Let's start. Let's run it back. And she said, do you think you can do that? And I didn't rebuttal. I didn't say nothing. I was just like, yeah, I can get there. Hold on. Remix. What this happened ain't the was, day of. No, I'm talking about the phone call. You, <laughs> what happened was we was on the phone and then I said, so what time you want to be here tomorrow? I put it on her. What time you want to come? Her response was, whatever time you want me there, friend. I said, okay, cool. 10 o'clock. 
I the message is saying I'll see you at ten. It even said ten o'clock when I text you early that morning. I woke up hella early because I'm like prepared. I she cleaned up. up. Texting me. It's seven thirty. I said if you want to leave any earlier, I'm down. If not, ten o'clock still. Where I said if not, I still see you at ten. It said red at like seven whatever. Whenever she actually opened her eyes, not actually red. Glance that she exactly. said, she said, I thought I responded. I That's fine because even if you were to would have responded, keep going. <laughs> oh. So, she so when I wake up by this time, I call myself waking up early to actually put my items in the suitcase. This and is the day of time it's was early, seven o'clock. Okay, so I had been up just as early as she was, but. I still get in the habit of doing, doing my routine things. and doing other yeah. things. And when I am doing other things, in my mind, I'm going out of town. I want my home to be in exactly the right spot. You see what I'm saying? Because I worked in the apartment industry, so I know sometimes people have to come in. And I will be able to know if somebody has been in my home. Right. Because shit is always where it's supposed, supposed to be. To be yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, in my mind, I thought immediately that I responded to her. But I didn't. So then hours go by and it's like nine something. She's calling and I still ain't picked up the phone, no nothing. And here I am piddling around the house, still packing my suitcase, trying to get dressed, doing all of the things. And then by the time I look at the phone, what time is it? It's 10 o'clock. It's not funny. No, it's 1030. (laughs) When she, I, I should have been gone. I don't call her now twice. because we share this location. This is no communication. None. At 1030. And we supposed, you're supposed but to you're be like here. But in my mind, I always thought, like, okay, I read her first text message. I responded back to her. Which, what did you and say? I just put the phone down. Her response still said, nah, 10 o'clock. But Your it was 1030. Was, you yes. said, okay. My thought the was, I response. said, okay. But no, I did. I, I communicated with her none other that. She calling, she texting. She at this time, point, she, she's like, where the fuck are she, you? She reeling over here, and that's when I was like, oh, I'm finna get this bitch piece of my mind. And so like, when she called. Because I'm literally texting like, just communicate with me. Just tell me what's up. And like, when she said just me? communicate, it was something that said, look at your phone. And when I looked at the phone, she had called, and she was calling. And when I was walking out of the door, like grabbing all of my stuff, walking out of the door, Not she really called. Though. And I answered the phone. I said, I'm walking out of the house now. And she was so silent. She was like, <laughs> you know how you, you, don't have you in trouble like, and your her. mama, right. I know her silence. It was, yeah, I was like, damn. I already know like, okay. I was like, damn. Right. I was Who like, got some weed? <laughs> You should have started rolling up. So I, was, I did. Okay. I did. Because I didn't leave until another 30 minutes later. Okay. 45 minutes later. And so when I pulled up, I immediately just got my shit out of the car, put it by the curb. Like, and so here I am running up the steps and she walking out the door and she was like, hey. <laughs> she looked at me and she gave me the up and down look. Like, she east you. <laughs> and she didn't say nothing. She said, come on. Mind you, this whole time, I'm over here, like, Googling how not to be bothered. Because I'm trying to rationalize with myself, like, why? we know Micah's late, but I literally asked her what time she wanted to meet. I don't know why she not responding to me, because worst case scenario, you got to hear my mouth like, damn, bitch, you said 10 o'clock, got to you know. And it's 11 o'clock, and you still ain't even left home yet, and we said 10, and you're not answering the phone, and I'm asking, I'm texting, calling, FaceTiming, looking. I'm like, I'm going to do something else for another 20 minutes. Maybe she done been a left now. 
She in the same spot. It's the same dot. It's <laughs> one spot. So after that, I just was like, I'm going to stop looking. Because I started getting upset. And I literally had to Google, like, how not to be bothered. And it was basically like, don't take it personal. personal and this right. is not d- being done to you. But right. that didn't change the fact that I felt like how this happened was just super inconsiderate. Because in her mind, we going on a road trip. It's not a big deal, whatever. But I know I'm the one who wanted to do most of the driving. I know, like, all these other things. And I'm like, tell me what's going on. If I got time to get a nap. I would have went and got gas if you said, girl, I'm not going to be there until about 12 o'clock. I would have did so many other things that would have just helped us, you know, whatever. But so, yeah. In her mind, she, My was, advice, to she was still trying to get here. I was. She was leaving at 11 trying really to make it trying to get here. <laughs> she was trying to make up. No, for real. Like, I'm still, I've been there. And I can say firsthand that being late. You probably be on time at first, but then you thought I got enough time to do this extra shit when you really should have stopped where you was at. And so when we were that's on the trip, the thing. that's the time management piece where you're not giving that's true it. values. You know, we because about I that. don't manage we how long it values. takes me to do something yes. right. And so when we you were, used to get on me like, how long is gonna be before you get here? Yes, I'm like, thirty minutes. You were like, bitch, an hour and a half. You used to have to check me, and it took me to actually stop. And ask myself, how long does it honestly take me to do this, this, and that? Let me individually and the thing about it is, she knows like the shit that I be doing because when we was working together, she would physically (laughs) be there and be like, "Friend, why, why are we doing this right now? Like, take this makeup bag with you, so we can be on time." Yeah, you doing mascara. Like, you can do that shit in the car. During the whole trip, I could tell. Like the first night when we got there and we was getting dressed. You know how when you could tell your friend watching you, but they not really watching you? Yes. And so, she was watching me, and she was... The Analyzing. Same, like, right. And I knew she was doing it. <laughs> and so, when she would be like, okay, she'd just be like, okay, we got five more minutes. And I'll start doing something else. And she'd be looking at me at the corner of her eye like, I just told you, you got five her, more first minutes. First of all. First of all. First of all. Because <laughs> you're not set... First, Okay. When you have expectations, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Period. You have to. If we have reservations, am I setting myself up <laughs> like for dinner at eight o'clock? Why did you tell her eight o'clock? You should have told her six thirty. That's your bad. You got. You got to know better. You got to know what you're dealing with. You told me this before. We weren't even there. <laughs> you told me this before that you have to tell people sometimes, like block out extra time, so that they don't try to interfere with what you got going on. Mm-hmm. You brought that to my attention. Like, damn. I had to stop telling people what time I have to be at work because a motherfucker will have you late thinking they could do other shit yeah. on your time. So if you know that if no I got to be there that, at 12 o'clock, then no I'm telling you I need to be there at 1030. That's it. Yeah. This hurt. So, and in my mind, it was like she just said, we're going on a road trip. We didn't, we didn't make no solidified plans that day. You see what I'm saying? Our idea was we get there. If we can go, we will. Oh! If we won't, you see what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like... Well, I'm going to tell you... Oh, boom, boom, boom. You like, need to be there. People take it personal. They're going to always think you don't care as much as they do about whatever it is you're participating in. That's and it might way. not even be... And it's probably not that. You could be excited, but they're going to perceive it as, damn, you can't even be on time for the shit. I dated a guy, and he knew from the jump. Before we went on a date, he called me out. He's like, you kind of flaky, huh? I was like, mm, well, Maybe. Hey, <laughs> <Pisces, laughs> 
Yes. Flaky as yes. croissant. So our first day, I did a mic up. I was an hour and a half late and I got there 30 minutes before the restaurant closed. But at that time, this was me in the early stages of returning to dating. I was very anxious. There were times I would be getting ready to go on a date, have a date, and I would cancel just because I didn't talk myself out of shit too scared to go. I driven to dates. And won't pulled go up and drove my ass the fuck home and made this excuse. So, so it's not even about the person. It's just right. so many other things going on that I'll talk myself out of it or add 10 more things to the list because I think I got time. But so that's what, what she said like, when she asked. She said, well, what is it that be going on in your mind? Like, why why you can't be on time? You and I said, I know I'm laughing right now, but I honestly don't know. She said, there's no reason that I couldn't have been on time. What it is that she didn't plan. You did, me You're not properly late. planning your time. Because this is Period. my thing. As much as Micah's like, oh, we're going out of town. I got to make sure everything is straight. This is the same person that says she can't even go to bed unless everything is straight. So my thing is, your she, shit was never that out of place that it couldn't take you 20 minutes well, to fix. the thing. This, you know this about yourself, <laughs> that no matter what's going on, whether it's a trip to the grocery store or a trip to New Orleans, my house got to look right. Yep. So that means the night before, it can't be I'm packing and cleaning. You got to prioritize one of those things. If you know you're going out of town, packing has to be a priority. Because you can't fix your house up and not take a suitcase. You know what I mean? Your suitcase could have been sitting at the door for two you days while your house being cleaned, you know? I've learned that. That's and a good the, piece of be, advice. And being honest with yourself about what it's going to take for you to be able to walk your, out your house in peace. And don't wait till the last minute. It's just you got to plan, plan your time. And, and be honest about how long it takes you. My therapist suggested, because this is a big thing I've been working on, even still, I work on it, um, like, a time, like a timer. So you can time yourself to start giving yourself a good idea of how long it's taking you to do things. And I mean... She says maybe 20 minutes. What would you say? You did a once over in your house. Not a rushing. How long does it take you to clean up? To do your whole routine? <clears throat> Probably about 10 minutes. So 20 minutes. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> 20 minutes. Because like you just said, my house is always in a certain amount of so order. So give yourself So it's not like I'm going give through vacuuming and so in case bleaching shit. I'm just so if you're vacuuming making bleaching sure 30. things are straight. Bitch, give yourself an hour. Just so you don't have to brush. If something come up, you always need at least an hour. Bam. How long it take you to get ready? About I think you half. gotta also be I literally to sacrifice. I'm sorry my viewers can't see this, but let me show you how the fuck my timers look every day when I go to work. Like, I don't play. I think you got to be able to sacrifice some of your like leisure time and all that too as a commitment to being on time. I can't. You can. You definitely can. I cannot sacrifice my leisure time. Did you smoke? Listen to what I tell y'all. Did you smoke that morning? No. Did you do anything that you could? Did I wake up, meditate, and have my tea? No. Yes, but that's 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 not leisure. That didn't make you late though. Doing those three things (laughs) didn't make you late. Look up. This is exactly. My, I'm getting ready to go to work in the morning. <laughs> you just shook your head. No, she shook. So no, like, y'all. I'm not gonna sacrifice that. Get up. No, no, no. First, I wake up. Like, open your eyes. Wake up. <laughs> I give myself ten minutes to be awake, and I have to get up. So you got to step it out, friend. You're you're gonna have to break it down. You have to break it down. You have to give it a real value, and you got to prioritize what's the most important. So, packing the night before. And I'm talking about putting all your shit in the suitcase. Like, that has to be done with enough time to know I got to wake up and do my hour routine. Not, I'm going to wake up, clean my house, and then put my shit in the suitcase. No. Your hour routine plus your morning routine. 
Well, we put that in the hour. Like she no. went do her meditation and clean up. She said ten minutes. In an hour, she can't do everything. Hmm. If she could, then so she what else would you do? So what are you? See, not being honest then. But that's what I. But so how long does it take you? My thing is to clean my house. <clears throat> it doesn't take me long to clean my house because. Say if I am on the sofa the night before. Before I go to bed, I'm not leaving the blanket unfolded. Right. Like, I'm folding it back up. I'm putting it in the basket. So then I'm doing all these things before I get my ass in the bed. So when I wake up in the morning, the only thing I have to do, technically, is make up my bed. And then what about your meditation and whatnot? Yeah. So that includes walking my dog. Right. Feeding him. So how long does that take? That's your morning routine. Yeah, it's my morning routine. How long does that take? Like 20 minutes. To walk your dog and then I sit down have to have the coffee. And that's so another. that's a part of your morning routine. So two hours. Okay, well there you go. See, you gotta be honest about it. You can't just 20 minutes clean up real quick. No, like I'm getting up out of my bed. I'm going to brush my teeth 10 minutes. I'm go- If you know the time is a thing, that's what I'm saying. You know time is a thing, you gotta give every piece of value. Because if you're saying, oh, it only takes me 20 minutes to get ready and you start brushing your teeth, wash your face, and you're like, fuck, that's 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. No, it takes you 45 minutes to get ready. But that's just, <clears throat> you got to give it more attention and prioritize and be honest with yourself. Because like you said, you know what is needed that you, you can't sacrifice to be able yeah. to go about your day. So how long does it take? And if it's two hours, you can't be putting shit in your suitcase the day you leave it. That should have been done. That was the fuck up. And I know that firsthand. And also when you realize, and this is me from my grievance on the whole thing, that I'm not going to be there at 10 o'clock. Instead of being avoidant of like dealing with the whatever, the confrontation, the disappointment, the whatever, just saying, I need more time. I'm going to be late. There's no way I'm going to be there at 10 o'clock. Like, and just be direct because that was the main... Aside from you being late, because I could have expected that, guessed that, like, it was more so... Lack of communication. The lack of communication and not me not knowing what was next, because I, that ain't gonna work for me. Like, that caused me anxiety just sitting there waiting to find out when we're actually going to be able to leave. Yeah. Like, I work overnights, and most of the people I work with, because we're only in a hotel for five out, four hours, they'll say... Hey, we got to get picked up 445. Anybody want to wake up call? And these motherfuckers talking about 420. And I be looking at them like, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if I they know, they... But, right, that's comfortable for them. I know. I don't give a fuck what done happened, how many hours it is. I got to be up an hour before it's time yeah, to go. Yeah, 20 minutes. It yeah. might not take me that long to get dressed, but I know I want to get up. Fold my shit, put it in my suitcase, take my toilet out, you know, change my drawers. I'm sorry, I got to change my damn drawers with y'all stale assholes. And that's gonna take me an hour. They like, what do you gotta do all that for? That's why you look wrinkly and I'm shiny and delicious. Like <laughs> I did the fuck I needed to do. But you gotta be honest with yourself. That's all. That's all. And communicate. I'm running late. Now I know that shit don't work at work. That's not that's like appropriate. Like you don't want to tell them if I'm running late, I'm running late. But at least with the people close to you. And also, you know, when you make plans with them. Plan, I mean, plan it so you can try. Let's just be honest. To be Communicating that I'm running late hasn't really had to show up until recently. Okay. If that makes sense. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Because, like, if we having family events, 
You just show up. My family knows. Like, well, how many people have brought it to you as an issue? Because it wasn't until somebody nobody. presented, like, you act like you don't care. Nobody has presented it as an issue until now. I was saying the same thing. <laughs> I'm serious. Because no, no, no. if I'm living with somebody and I'm in a relationship with them, if we made dinner reservations, they're just saying at 4 o'clock, baby, go ahead and get up and get, get start getting dressed. You see what I'm saying? It's never presented as an issue until now. They know how to maneuver her. Exactly. Maneuver around well, her. I wasn't there because I can physically, when I'm right. physically, yeah, right. she's she's physically with yeah, me, yeah, yeah. she maneuvers me the same yeah, way. Yeah, but. Like, you got 10 minutes. I, that's not always going to be the case. Like, right. You have to be like, I don't want to be the late person. Like, you can do all the things you need to do and still show up on time for whatever. Would you rather is. communicate ahead of time or deal with their pissy attitude when you get there? Because me, I'm going to just tell you and let you do what you're going to do with it, what, what you may. Cause but that's the thing. It hasn't become an issue until now. Well, I didn't expect you a pissy know, attitude until you now. Know, it didn't well, last long, child. It wasn't like you know, that. going forward, you it was period. It wasn't pissy. Just let her know or just show up and see what she going to do. Well, I'm working on my responses myself. I feel like I, as much as I was like... I mean, you're a person. Mute and like have soft and one wordy. I still was like... I'm she not was about one wordy energy. for like 15 minutes. Your energy. Because that's how long I could go without bringing that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 15 minutes. But when somebody expresses to you like, this made me feel like you didn't care what we had going on wasn't important, then it's like... Oh, well, that's not what I'm trying to do. Yeah, yeah. So and that's what it was. But see, that's the thing. Going. If she would have never brought it to me the way in the manner yeah. that she did, I probably would have just been nonchalant about it. Like, it was just... Right. Because mm. that's the that's norm. That's the norm for me. Right. Yeah. But you'll feel better. Like, now, I'd be looking at the time. I know how long it takes me to go pick up my kids. Like, I've timed how long it takes me to make their lunch. You know what I mean? So if I wake up late, well, they ain't going to get lunch today because I don't want to be late getting out the house. Yeah. I got to sacrifice something. And like, that's what I was talking about. They provide lunch at school. At the very least, they might be mad about it, but I don't want to be driving rushing down the street. Yes. As much as you love your yeah. morning routine and you know it take you an hour, I know your ass will sit around and light up a candle and light two more incense. Gotta be a quicker Want to sit like there and let them burn out and watch or, two videos on YouTube. after you meditate, you know? Yeah, like, she be wanting to do all this other shit. And that's the part where I'm talking about you got to be If you're not sacrifice. willing to change or sacrifice, you got to make the time then. That's it. Yeah, I'm going to have to make the time. Yeah. Because. To be on time. My. If you ain't, it's something going, if it's going to affect something eventually. Because I can understand the two hour thing. Like, it it's might the not anxiety be two hours of stuff, but the movement and yeah. getting from here to yeah. there and not being rushed. Yeah. Two hours. I mean, that, that's why when I start doing my mess. But then in my mind, it's stuff. just, if I'm late, I'm late. I'm not going to go running down a road. Russian or anything but like that. But the thing is, to, you don't have to rush if you use the rest of your time wisely. You, you can don't do all the things you want to do. Like, mm, here she goes. She don't even give a fuck. Yeah, because that's, that's... You say that. But, but that's not true. That's why you even brought it up. Because you don't want to... You, you don't want to... Because everybody might not be able to deal with you in the way that your past partners have been able to get you to move or do things. Somebody else could be just as time conflicted as you are and then all type of shit get fucked up because there's always a missing of something an appointment or this or that you know like been there too yeah that that has an effect when on you, you. When people you make plans you can start you getting fucking late fees all the time she, and i know you're not trying but that's the thought i keep in the forefront is they're expecting me because we have plans and th just like i make plans and it kind of can tumble 
snowball into other shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, let me get heads up to him. Yeah. Let me get this shit the fuck going. It's been a couple days this week. My bed ain't got made, you know. And I was like, oh, but fuck that shit. Like, I got things to do. I ain't gonna die if I come back to this bitch and the bed ain't made. All right. Nah. So just plan proper planning and communication would definitely help, I think. Yeah. As you work through it. And a timer. So even if it's on your phone, but start paying attention to like how much time it takes you to do these things so you can pay attention to the clock, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up advice and grievances. You want to send us on home with our affirmation? Yes, since we've talked about our attachment styles today. Jesus <laughs> and most of that goes back to an insecurity, because those are the ones we talked about, the insecure attachments. Mm-hmm. I feel that a lot of it is not feeling worthy of love. Mm-hmm. And that's not true, because we all are. So the affirmation tonight is, I am worthy of unconditional love. Mm. I am worthy of unconditional love. That's right. You are just how you are. Not when you get better. Not after you change. Today, right now. In this skin. In this moment. This moment. Now. Bow. The end. All right. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Spiritually Clash at the Podcast. Love to hear from you. Send us a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash spiritually clatchet or an email at spiritually clatchet at gmail.com. Hit us on our social media on TikTok or um, Instagram. That's what it's called at spiritually clatchet. And if you like to tweet at SC the podcast, we will holler at you later. We at Spider. Alright, what the fuck is up? What's up? What's up? Okay, now you just made me think about, <laughs> Now you just made me think about Martin. I said I ain't know if I was gonna talk about it or not. But anyway, Ooh. welcome to Spiritually Clatch of the Podcast. We in the building. Trying to check in with my ladies. What's going on, MGZ? Uh I have decided that I'm gonna start this weight loss journey <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the club back more <laughs> welcome join us what day three we've you know, been waiting for you so yeah i took the necessary steps to go to the doctor put certain things in my home so i can cook all of these things so i'm she like really cook. prepared level up okay yes and we what know about, cook. right <laughs> what about you booty live i'm on the same thing like Fab fit fun. I've been trying to make a <laughs> lifestyle change, period. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think I've been in the right direction. You know, there's still some some hiccups here and there. But I do believe that attempting this combining period, even as a lifestyle change, in addition to what I'm already doing, I think would be good. Mm-hmm. Because I yeah. think overall, when I just like that proper food combining shit, I'm telling you, it's gonna flip shit up. For I real. mean, I feel like a lot of times I've naturally eaten ways that these that show food. that and, show, and you've yes, had good results during yes. those times. And I also believe that a lot of the things that we are encouraged to eat and how they encourage us is intentional. Oh, of course, like, because they see what it fuels. Yeah, intentional health. 
like to to get you addicted to make us fat make you fat to just, make you sick to, to make, make you, you need sick. the medicine that costs a thousand dollars to yeah yeah so i'm like oh like why do they give you that trail mix with all the stuff <laughs> you know what i'm saying that's supposed no, to energize you supposed, supposed to energize you but it don't go like, together no <laughs> no piece of fruit no nut and sugar and like uh-uh no. and just period i've learned how addictive sugar like processed mm-hmm. sugar is period yes jesus christ i have a sweet tooth like no other it's unfortunate but i'm trying to live a healthy lifestyle but right now i'm really motivated by the birthday coming up all the swimsuits i bought that's looking like i'm tied up sausage i got to loosen up the string <laughs> what about you friend uh well you know we all been on this little journey uh i finally did a weigh in and i was like i think my scale broke but i think it's actually not broke I'm down 15 since oh, I started. Good, bro. Good. I had to get my calculator because I didn't know the difference. So, I did the math real quick. so yeah, I'm down 15. You know, on my mirror, I always write like where I started when I first went to the doctor and what the highest number was and where I am now. And it's a 15-digit difference plus some point somethings, but I don't add those because, you know, maybe lying those little extra dots at the end. 12 point whatever like man whatever what the just big round number? it it's, so it's 13 so it's 13 right. cool. yeah but yeah that's it so we all on our grind to be extra fine that we part. already fine we should be extra extra fine that extra, extra. and make these niggas and these bitches lose their mind and i just want to have space to pig out on my birthday <laughs> pig out because we did the time that okay like, let me earn this <laughs> yeah period I think, I think it's a lot more of me having something to look forward to yes you know? that too and it's a little bit more motivation like okay you do have this coming up you got this coming up and you want to look this way and so i don't want to be tired on the beat that's the thing <laughs> i don't want to be tired like it's hot as fuck outside man listen when we was walking in like, new orleans <laughs> we was like that when she said last week like we needed to recoup like we did at least Three miles of walking. So should we just, stop drinking until then? Is that? I mean, I, I probably ain't, don't that. be drinking anyway. Personally, yeah, I'm not really a drinker, so it's not like I, it's ooh. social for me. So right. when we get well, together, I've been socializing a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe just be more conscious in your socializing. Like just only I'm no a chaser. No chaser. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, or yeah. I mean, no hey, if that works for you, but drink white yeah. liquor instead of brown no or white or, wine or like light beer like just make a change seltzers the seltzer thing i think tequila is the best bet i definitely would stay away from beer yeah i'm not doing mm-hmm. that beer is a no-go i don't feel the bloat in my mind I'm not doing it. but then also cap yourself off if you don't have just straight tequila but i mean if i'm combining food like this the tequila gonna hit different it is so i would be straight anyway. with just one shot mm-hmm. do yes. it good <laughs> you could probably soda. do uh lime in it yeah something like that you can combine it okay just the lime though we gotta get the book because the book I mean, is gonna really tell us what i know but it's gonna tell us what liquor rules what the real rules are anyway let's get into this show what is our word for the week baby this week the word is stalwart 
Stalwart. Yes. This word was quite inspiring when I came across. And let me tell you how to spell it first so you can look it up over there. It's S-T-A-L-W-A-R-T. Stalwart. Stalwart. It is an adjective and it means loyal, reliable, and hardworking. Mm. Okay. Stalwart. Stalwart. Loyal. Last name. Reliable. I'll be Mr. Stalwart. Listen, <laughs> if I find somebody with stalwart, I'm just going to assume the best out of you. Listen, that's the same this week. I require my partner to be stalwart. Yes. Yeah. Period. I admire the stalwart uh, characteristics. That's the word. I was going to say Attributes. I'll call it. Let me run it back. I admire the stalwart attributes of my future partner. That mm. part. Yes. Thank you, babe. Already in advance. In advance. So I'm grateful. For being who you are with your fine ass. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys out there, you know what to do. Say it with your chest. Use, use it with, with your, your friends. friends. All right. So, yes. Next. The tea. Tell me the tea. It's thirsty. <laughs> First of all, I'm going to start like on a little high note mm-hmm. with good news. Uh, what's what's the man named Russell Wilson? Sierra's mm-hmm. husband with his stalwart ass. Yes, he's <laughs> definitely big example. What I think of when I see when I think of that, like he Ooh. seems to be all those things. He gave uh, the commencement speech this past week at Dartmouth University, Dartmouth, and that is like one of those uh, prestigious very prestigious schools. And also, he received an honorary doctorate degree. Mm. I listened to a part of his speech. It was on the internet. And on top of knowing that he's athletic, mm-hmm. on top of seeing how loving and doting and supportive and kind and endearing he is Mm. he's also smart as hell and educated Mm. and well spoken Mm. and it was just like yes god Mm. russell wilson for president you know (laughs) like he is the change we need yes for president come on black man yes the black man can yes like it was just amazing and then to see that he was awarded and rewarded with an honorary doctorate so i'm gonna call him dr wilson from here on out like (laughs) oh wow i mean from dartmouth you got a real one i mean i'm sure they don't give those out willy-nilly I would hope not. I'm sure they I don't do. they don't have people come speak willy nilly. I was about to yeah, say they don't have they given them out. I'm like they probably only invite speakers that already have doctor in front of their name. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so the fact, some type of credential. Listen, Dr. Husband Wilson. Ooh, Dr. <laughs> Daddy <laughs> Wilson. Oh, <laughs> Everybody call him Daddy, I'm sure. <laughs> Everybody in the house anyway. Mm. And you know when mamas be having kids, they don't say the daddy name no more. They say, go ask daddy. Mm. Yeah. Go talk to daddy. Go mm. find. Mm. So, yeah, Dr. Daddy Wilson. I like it. <laughs> Dr. Daddy Dr. Daddy. And then also after seeing that, I saw... Um, Sierra was out somewhere like doing like a remote thing where she was performing or on location somewhere. Mm-hmm. 
And he showed up and surprised her with a beautiful oh arrangement Don't of orchids. Me. I love you. Oh my gosh. It was, <laughs> I'm sorry. And she was just like, oh my gosh, babe, what are you oh doing here? I'm so glad Don't you're here. Me. <laughs> surprise me. Yes, surprise me. I kind of like, Dude, we like that's together. the best surprise. Oh my God. They married. They definitely go together. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Another baby. You just right. <laughs> we finna that <laughs> night. He surprised me in wherever Turks and Caicos with some baby flowers. We did it. It he happened. He brings out the best in her too. Yeah, I feel like she can flourish, and he does too. Because like mm -hmm. I feel like they just work well together. Like girl, I'm gonna make my own prayer. I'm gonna I mean, pray that shit over and over again. Like the perfect spouse for you. If you can bring out the best in me, then. We on the top, like, that's amazing. Just made my mouth it really just is a matter of being motivated by the right person because you you already have to be in a certain place to attract them. Right. So if they that's come true. around and then they inspire you, like you want your partner to be like amused to you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, yeah, I fucks with that shit. Mm -hmm. Like how Miguel sing, yeah. Like, the way he do that. Yeah. Like, I fuck with it like that. Like, oh, no. What did I done? Okay. Oh. All right. Next. Um, Jennifer Hudson. Also, good news for her. She is officially the winner of the EGOT. I feel like we were talking about that. Like, what's EGOT? The EGOT is when you've won an Emmy, mm -hmm. a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Oh. So those are the biggest, like, performance Athletes. rewards you can get. And once you reach that status, you are considered an EGOT winner, meaning you've gotten something in every category. How many black people we got in every category? Two. A f real official winners. Whoopi Goldberg and now Jennifer Hudson. Oh, wow. Um, That's amazing. Also, John Legend, he has one because he got an honorary, I want to say, Tony for something. So does that really count? It counts to them because, like we said, Dr. Daddy count. They're not just giving out. I think they didn't give it directly to him because whatever the project was, he worked on it. It wasn't him His actually project. doing the performance or whatever. Oh, okay. So it's something like that. But... You know, and there's a, quite a number of people who are one award or two awards oh, shy wow. of, yeah. like, I want to say Viola Davis. She's a Grammy away. Well, we know Viola don't do music, but let her make a movie and get on the soundtrack of a Grammy award and boom, she's got it. Oh, wow. So they're still away. That's how a lot of these singers become EGOTs. They worked on the soundtrack or mm. wrote music for a play that mm. won something. Okay. So, that and then, sense. but for Jennifer Hudson, she is producing, she's acting in them, she's singing in them, she's, so that, and for her to be so young in her career, too. Right. Like, Whoopi Goldberg has been doing this for ages. She got hers a long time ago, too. I want to say, like, in 97 or something like that. Yeah. But, I mean, Whoopi broke out being on Star Trek. That's very geeky you know nerd culture mm -hmm. whitewashed so she already had a huge following in the fan base from that fantasy sci-fi world at the beginning of her career and she was funny yeah on top of that she had to stand up and then she did the breakthrough shit with mm -hmm. color purple whoopies you know superb i, 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 I just would like yes. to hear her whole story 
I'm pretty sure there's a dope-ass documentary or interview somewhere. Oh, my gosh. This past week, I watched the documentary of Robin Williams. Mm. Let me tell you. At first, I thought I was going to be, like, sad and it was going to be so super heavy. Yeah. But I watched it and I just had so much joy in my heart for the mark that he left and how he just kind of felt like it was literally his duty to give to the world that much. Oh, okay. And I thought that, you know, he was like super duper depressed and he did deal with that off and on, but overall it was like... It didn't take over his whole... It didn't. Life. You know, he was able to find balance. He struggled with alcoholism and drugs in the past, all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was a very, very good documentary. Interesting watch. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah, it was good. Anyway, next on the storyline, we didn't mm-hmm. talk about Robert Williams, but we know love you. Rest in peace. <laughs> P Valley back and Damn. has everybody watched these past yes. two episodes? I watched the second episode, but I watched the first one. Oh, bitch! I watched both of them. I, oh, kinda, I, I can't. I you want to binge watch? watch. Yes. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I understand. Follow it every week. I, I'm gonna wait I understand all of the sentiment, but I swear to God, I will literally watch it over and over. And like as like okay, it's episode three about to come on. Let me watch one and two. Cause well, I need to watch the whole first season over again. Cause the first episode, it was some I had too many questions. Tiebacks like, from what before. Happened? What? What you was missing? I mean, it's a think about it. They went off and then the pandemic hit, so that automatically tripled production time. Yeah. You know, they was doing and still doing open calls like, and hey, auditions. This person, who who is this person? And Kim was like. Such and such and such and I was like, oh yeah. So, and guess who was in the first episode of the I first season? I saw part of the first episode, but I was you watching the whole. Um, so I noticed that Miracle Watts was in that first episode, and I'm like, is this? I ain't even see her. Is this where they met? Is this how <laughs> this happened? Is this? I feel like they met before that. Maybe I don't know. I don't follow their relationship, but and I just saw it. And guess home. who else was in the episode? This most recent episode, and it's the only spoiler I'm gonna give since you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Really, be. Really? He was in the episode. Yeah. Okay, I want to know how they put his ass in there. He's his character. In the end? No, he's in the episode. Not so that means he's gonna make a comeback in another episode, probably. Mm, or is it well, not necessarily? Really, B? Because you didn't you didn't watch the second one, did you? No, this is in the second episode. Oh, I said okay. this is the only spoiler I'm gonna get since you oh, haven't okay, seen okay. it. Okay. I'm like, girl, I was <laughs> <laughs> rushing to sleep. Yeah, I had to watch the first episode twice. Uh, I mean, I was like, I'm, I'm not following some of these things. We were definitely distracted. It was good food being cooked and Man. smells wafting oh in the air. It was probably the best pasta I've ever had outside of a damn restaurant. Shout out to you. Tank. The food was so good. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. So I just had to mention this because I thought it was funny that I saw that Benzino knock somebody out during a celebrity boxing match <laughs> and i was what? like this <laughs> <laughs> who that who was who he it? knocked out <laughs> i don't believe you was it a crackhead i didn't see the video <laughs> was it a crackhead it was a homeless person no it was not <laughs> i don't believe you <laughs> who he knock out um, I guess no neck help you. Uh, how? <laughs> how you supposed to bob and weave if you ain't got no neck? But how just, you bob and weave? But, but maybe it like it allows for him to have more momentum going forward. Since oh he's not my god! I actually saw the video of him. <laughs> I don't 
His yeah. name is <laughs> Razor Rosati or something like that. And here's a little clip. Uh, wait, it's I'm a real a, fighter. Yeah, it's, it's a, a real fight. It's a celebrity boxing match. Who's the, they ain't no celebrity. I never heard of Ray Rigotti. <laughs> razor Rosati. Oh, razor like razor. See, Shade. I like razor blade. Yes. Yeah. The thing is, when he like knocked him out, when he hit the ground, he started like flopping like a dead fish. Oh, like God. this! I can't believe this! But like he was like, <laughs> I was like, that must be the anger just surging in his body. Like I can't believe I let Lord Farquaad knock me out. Oh no! <laughs> wow. So I was like, good for you, Benzino. You know. And what is his name? Razor Rosati or something like that. Rosati. But it is the celebrity boxing is for a good cause. The winner of these matches get a ten thousand dollar check of proceeds to go to their charity of choice. So his knockout was not in vain. One of these great charities got uh ten thousand dollars in the name of him falling on his ass and flapping like a fish from Fist of Fury <laughs> Benzino Barbell Bare Knuckle <laughs> rapper. <laughs> Whoa. Johnson. That's a good thing. <laughs> it is the the charity. The charity. Yeah. Okay. The charity. The name of the charity. Speaking of charity, speaking of proceeds, speaking of inspiration and things we did not think were going to happen, mm -hmm. Morris Brown College is back and is fully accredited after a twenty year loss in oh, accreditation. Oh my god. They lost their accreditation in 2002 mm -hmm. due to debt and financial mismanagement and enrollment plummeted. Well, Kevin James, the university president, said, Many thought that this feat was impossible, but due to our strong faith in God, our hardworking and wonderful faculty and staff, the support of the African Methodist Episcopal Church, whoop, whoop, our dedicated alumni and our resilient spirit, we were able to achieve full accreditation. Wow. That's amazing. That's awesome. That is such that a blessing. That is amazing. Like, so many people raised yes. money. So many of the, um, they had a, a million dollar, what is it? Pledge or goal, rather, mm -hmm. even, for the funds raised to like get to a certain area so they can bring not only the campus back to accreditation, but bring the campus back to life. You know, living in Atlanta, riding down, it always looked like, is it even still open? You yeah. know, it didn't have the the beauty, the the curb appeal, like the anything. Exactly. Yeah. They had lost a lot of that. That's so, amazing. Yes. Also, on top of that, they're bringing back Greek life. So, so it's 100% in full Back, effect. back, Like, back. now you're going to have students staying on campus, all that. That's yes. amazing. Like, I used to go to Morris Brown summer camp. Wow. When I was and oh I just gosh. knew once I graduated from high school, that's where I was going to go. And then they lost accreditation right lost before it. you. Wow. Yep. That's and that would have been a great experience for you at home being close enough to like yeah you i feel like you would have had more comfort going to an hbcu under those circumstances yes under those circumstances yeah. right being because closer I tried to home. the whole hbcu thing and it just yeah too far away from home and all that extra stuff but you know that's amazing I'm for me look at their um 
their list of studies and stuff that they have. <laughs> she said, I'm finna get me a little Morris Brown one way or another. Hey. <laughs> oh. Take me a little course of study. My mom <laughs> has a degree from there. Really? She's alumni. Oh, wow. Come on. So, yeah. Me being a product of an HBCU, I just understand the, the sheer importance of having a space like that. I got a different view even of the black man being able to be in an environment where there were leaders mm-hmm. on campus that you saw that were helping you to find things to assist you in doing That's things very different yes from my experience yes yeah. way different from my experience having um black boys who didn't have dads be around black teachers mm-hmm. they, they a lot of them say they never had a black male teacher until they got the an HBCU you know them having seminars on if you don't know how to tie a tie stop by room so and so in the blank building Mm -hmm. we're gonna teach you like those things those those things that you might not get at home cause you know my HBCU was full of girls from the projects who just was the first one to get out Mm-hmm. And we it's had to first, dress first, yeah. formally on Wednesdays for chapel. And we had to, you know, things that they would have not had that exposure to before that they got because of an HBCU. Yeah. And then I did a little whoop whoop when they mentioned the AME church. Mm-hmm. Because most of the privately owned HBCUs in America are funded by the African Methodist Episcopal Church. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yes. My great-grandparents had a lot to do with... contributions and support to Bethune. We had a family home that is now one of those homes privately owned by somebody else. Mm -hmm. We sold it since then. That was owned by the church and by my grandparents like under their business with the church Mm -hmm. in which they used to rent out for students and had to do business and stuff with the schools. Most of them have a a deep tie to that. So when I heard that, it was great news. They're going to have the sororities and the fraternities there. The band going to be back. Everything's going to be amazing. Yeah. You know, I look forward to it because I've only witnessed the bones of Morris Brown. Me moving here in 2005. Mm -hmm. um, Me only knowing about drumline and things like that. And what I knew locally about black colleges, which was Edwaters, Bethune, FAMU. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Maybe North Carolina Central University. Maybe Howard Hampton. And I got all of that from BET, black college tour and, you know, shit like that. Mm -hmm. My exposure to black colleges elsewhere. So, yeah. I thought that was an awesome little tidbit. That is very awesome. Yeah, so we did, you know, we did spiritually clatch it in the tea today. We ended on a good note <laughs> instead of <laughs> Bob and we. <laughs> so that is it for the tea in a dish. We will be back with 11-11.